Each one of us had stared death in the face, and death <laughs> had laughed back and said, Fuck you guys. You wake up to the sound of the great old gong in the hallway. I followed the general wherever she went. It was my duty, but it was also for the noise. She was important to me, but also she was important, which meant she really had a quiet moment. And because she had no quiet moments, I had no quiet moments. Uh, she looks as neat as she has to be and no more. Her hair is kind of chock kind of shortish because it needs to be more practical. Uh, she's got very determined eyes, quite a lot of scars from fighting. She's mostly made of muscle. Some chump had hit the general, but I'd seen her before in combat. I knew she could take care of herself. The mage, however, he was in over his head. I could see his bottom lip quivering. Dee Dee is dressed in a fairly sort of over-the-top pales long robes, big sort of wide brim hat that almost looks a little bit like a top hat. He's quite used to spending a lot of time uh, in the, the royal court and, and that's really sort of where he worked mostly as an entertainer for the princess. His costume hasn't really sort of matured beyond that despite having been down on the front lines for, for some time now. Despite months of travelling with a bear it was still unnerving. The mass of muscle, fur, teeth and claws. I know there was a man inside, but those eyes, the eyes fooled you. I traveled with hundreds of soldiers in my time, some you wouldn't say two words to, but if you looked them in the eye, you could see compassion, understand it, you could see yourself. But when you looked in the bear's eyes, it was just dark and wild, you could never relax. But even for a bear, he's a big bear and he's just massive, a mass of muscle and sinew with these huge claws sort of black dead eyes of a bear black snout of a bear he's got the ears of a bear uh, the tail of a bear the fur of a bear the camp looks like a battleground you can see shadowy shapes moving through it very rapidly as you come down the stairs three or four fighters with an insignia of a moon with a circle around it come in through the front door they have bows and short swords it looks like meat, maybe it tasted like meat, and just go bowling forwards with a huge roar. Ride the bear into battle. This is probably the first time he's actually seen a bear tear a man's head off, so he's just pretty much standing there going, Ha, oh, oh, man, <laughs> things got a little real a little quickly. It looks as though Stoneshaw is falling, and you can see on the edge of the wood, a line of large square shields, or rectangular shields. Your Highness, I think it might be time for us to leave. escape out of a back door 
and there's a small space behind the mansion and beyond that pine forests stretch out for miles with only the road up to the gate as a significant clearing in this direction. As you're leaving the house you can see other shadowy figures running from other doors and as your eyes adjust to the darkness you're able to recognise a number of fellow residents so by the time you enter the forest you have a small group of survivors. We step outside in the icy wilderness. Suddenly the breeze hits us. You forget how warm and dry you are inside the house. There's a sudden sense of danger. We could be walking into a trap. There's fleeing people all around. It's chaos out here. I've got to protect the princess. You manage to regroup and gather up the survivors. It's kind of a fairly pathetic number in the end. You have four people who were staying in the mansion and you have 10 just foot soldiers and troops who were happened to be able to escape the massacre out the front, which it's pretty clear is what was happening. So you have Fitzharmon, Lord Cleft, the Lord of the Manor. He's wearing his old rusty armour. He's got his noisy clattery gear and he's not at all happy about being chased out of his own house. He was brought out by the captain of his guard, Trelaw. Basically, Stoneshaw has a small contingent of guards, mostly concerned with the kind of neighbourhood policing. And the head of the guard was Trelaw, who was promoted fairly recently because her predecessor got caught out in a raid a few weeks ago. She brought out Fitzharmon because it's her job, really. And she seems pretty competent. You have Captain Philestra Burnwell, the active commander of the surviving branch of the army on this side, as a consequence of being the most senior officer after the retreat. The general is more senior in the chain of command, but Captain Burnwell, or Captain Fire as she's known by her troops, runs most of the missions personally. And you also have a scout by the name of Visic Rest, who's been doing a lot of reconnaissance and spying from the front line. He's been out guiding raids and doing a lot of surveillance. You've got a lot of good information about enemy movements from him. He's the kind of person where it seems like he'd be able to get out of a lot of tight places. He's just a car slippery geezer. Is he Houdini? The Princess General would probably know he was one of E's agents quite oily yeah he's a bit handy so that's the group that you have as you leave the mansion you find yourselves entering a dark snow-filled pine wood it's quite quiet but it's hard to move through it without leaving tracks as you move away into the darkness you can see a light behind you as uh, as stoneshore starts to take fire If Banbury was here to see this, he'd be so happy. So you make your way into the forest and away from the falling mansion. As you come through, how do you do it? Do you head immediately east? Do you turn north and then turn east? Or do you hide out for a while and then move on? What's your approach? Diddy, is there any way that you can make some kind of illusion to make it look like our tracks go in a different direction? Can do, but we we need people to be. I need to cast the illusion into somebody's mind, you know. I can just drop it, but it it depends. I mean, if somebody right 
creating that illusion and just leaving it there. The only way to fix it permanently is by seeing the person that we're trying to affect. Uh, okay, that's a shame. Um, in which case, I guess we got to walk backwards for a bit. I remember the episode of Mr. Ben. He walked backwards and he won a game of hide and seek. Well, your highness, if... If everyone, oh, I was about to say, if everyone sneaks off into the woods and I go bowling through, creating a very obvious path, they might path, they might try following that, and then I'll just fly back to you in bird form. Okay, you know, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to embarrass myself. You can turn into a bird? I'm sorry, I... If you can turn into a bird, then yeah, let's yeah, do that. Yeah, or a squirrel. I mean, it's been a long time since I did that. Uh, I might just but stay as a bear, you know. I don't know. <laughs> but I'll try. Squirrel with a bear head. All right, so are you, you make your way into the forest and then basically cover your tracks with crazy bear tracks. But, like, he turns into a squirrel, it's <laughs> the size of a bear. Really Beware bear. the dire squirrel. So that that's quite good, because, like, the bear tracks will be quite bloodstained anyway, which will probably make them quite obvious. So you're mm-hmm. able to make your way into the forest, and then uh, Longtooth vanishes off in a different direction. Which way do you go, Longtooth? Bear in mind, everyone's, everyone's going east. Uh, is there actually a map up that I can view? Uh, not really. The map we're on... It shows you what east and west are. East is to the right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, are we? Are they heading to a specific point? Well, if they're going east, I'll go west. These forests are fairly samey in each direction. So you're able to make your way through. Give me a roll for your transformation. And what do I roll? Wisdom? I believe it's wisdom, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You are super good at transformation. I'm a changing. Uh, so what do you turn into? You're like a really convincing squirrel yeah. with a bear head. Well, so I've I've barreled through and left a left a route for them. That squirrel hasn't worn a hat in years. To follow, slightly smaller bear. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to turn into a squirrel. Yeah. Scamper up the tree and sort of collect a few nuts because you know I've got I've, there's a few nuts and bits and bobs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to sit there munching a nut just to, to keep an eye on them while they just to make sure they follow my tracks. All right, you, an you... eagle swoops in, grabs him as a squirrel, and starts flying him back to the nest. Conveniently, he's flying him past us, at which point he's like, <laughs> fuck this, I'm not being a squirrel anymore, transforms back into a bear. The eagle obviously fits out that there's a squirrel in, like a bear in its claws, and it's like, whoa, and flies off, and suddenly we just have a bear just flying down in front of us, landing in the snow. Pretty much. So while you're up in the tree, you do actually see some of those scouts following your tracks and then uh, kind of circling around and trying to pick up a trail again. Throw a nut at their heads. <laughs> what do you do? Um, it looks like it's most of them, yeah? Yeah, it certainly looks like their trackers have come this way. Okay, well, that's enough for me. So I'm going to drop drop my nut casing and then head, head along the... <laughs> nature's highway as we call it in the druid circles <laughs> from branch to branch leaping and scurrying Sweet. along and then making a note of how many are following us and how far behind they are you probably passed 20 of them searching through the forest but they seem to have bought your trail mm-hmm. Good. so when you meet up with the others it looks like your way is clear so what we're going to do is to cover the next 
bit of journey through the forest, we're going to undertake a perilous journey. Ah, oh, this went so well last time. You need to declare a quartermaster, a trailblazer, and a scout. Well, I'm going to scout. Okay. You're going to have to remind us of the rules of this as we're all desperately Googling. You basically just have to roll pass on wisdom unless we tweak it. And then. Yeah, we're going to run it on the rules as written today. So you all roll plus whiz. So who's taking what role? We've got Longtooth Scouting. Uh, so we need someone to be Quartermaster and someone to be Trailblazer. What does the Trailblazer actually do? Okay, so the trailblazer reduces the amount of time to reach your destination, so they kind of find the best path. Uh, Caro will quartermaster, which is the person in charge of making sure we have enough rations, and anyone that tries to get extra, he'll just stare down silently. <laughs> I like it. Okay, that's pretty great. I will provide a light operatic accompaniment to our journey. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Keeping everyone entertained and also Aww. maintaining stealth. Mm. You're like going to keep an operatic entertainment that stops like 15 feet from the group. <laughs> it just ends and it's silent <laughs> beyond that point. <laughs> I, I guess I, I could technically weave a sound-based illusion to make it even louder. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty special okay so trailblazer quartermaster give me your wisdom roll good and druid give me your wisdom roll yes Ooh. nice i'm currently a barn owl can i just uh put that out there that's pretty cool you're a barn owl but you've somehow got a bear's look got like the more of a bear it, it's, it's weird it would be horrifying <laughs> yeah it's basically like a bear's head on a barn owl i'm basically a regular sized barn owl but on the end of each wing is a fully sized bear claw <laughs> you have to flap unbelievably hard to fly yeah it's tiring that's the problem but i'm i'm learning you know i've been a bear for the last like three years so the other part that i want to get to here is a bit about what the journey's like. The forests are quite samey. Yeah, to you maybe. Yeah, to, they're very, very diverse to Longtooth, who can yeah, smell thanks. all kinds of interesting animals have gone past and left messages around the trees and stuff. Yeah. And also he can feel the spirits in the land. You yeah. pass one area where there was a battle or raid of some kind a little while ago. And DeCaro can feel the dead pressing in as you pass through it. The stench of death follows us. It was in the house. It was outside. And it's in these woods. I can see many people have died here recently. The most recent of which stands in front of me, a ghostly apparition. I understand no one else can see it. And I've learned not to mention that I can. I nod curtly to the apparition. The weary dead so often long to just find an open ear, someone who's willing to listen to their dull, tiring backstory. I don't care why he's here. I've understood for long enough that the dead remain because of their own self-loathing and self-importance. Nothing he says will be of interest. The whole way through this journey, Fitzharmon is fundamentally just complaining about how the whole thing should never have happened. And every now and then he raises some priceless antique or other that must have been destroyed when his house was damaged. If we lost him in the forest, I don't think anyone would complain. <laughs> 
DeCaro nods at the princess and uh, goes over to Fitzy and puts <laughs> his arm around him and uh, <laughs> makes a grunty noise. And every time he raises one of these antiques, I dip into the golf bag and pull out like an illusion of the antique. <laughs> and go to hand it to him, but every time just accidentally fall and it smashes on the floor. I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. Wow. All of this makes Trelaw's job quite difficult, like the head of his guard, because she's trying to keep him up with you and moving forward. And she's quite practical. She's trying to do her job, and it's not that easy because Fitzharmon's basically an idiot. Ammonial dick. Ammoni yeah, old posh dick. Basically, all the cleft traits manifested <laughs> just the way you'd expect, only more so. Is he repeatedly beating a child? Because <laughs> that seems to. Uh, only more so because he's also the one who inherited. Hold on. How old's cleft? Because I imagined he was almost 60. 60? Yeah, this guy's got to be like 80. He's not that much older, but he is a few old years older than Percy. Is it? Isn't he his dad? No, this is one of his older brothers. There were like seven. Right. Okay, that makes. I was like, right. That made no sense. Little old. Yeah. No. There's a, there's like seven cleft brothers, and Percy, I think, okay. was the youngest. Seven clefts. Um, there were many clefts. So this guy is one of the older brothers. Seven brothers for seven clefts. <laughs> well, seven clefts for seven brothers. Nice. That's it. <laughs> if we were ever going to get some fan art, that's the one <laughs> Captain Burnwell is pretty quiet on the journey. Her confidence has been hit pretty hard. She lost a lot of people. And you can see in her eyes, especially you, DeCaro, because you're used to seeing it. She doesn't think you can win this. One of the things that does come up as well is that Trelaw the captain of the guard mentions to you princess and may and probably to all of you because she probably catches up to you and she mentions that when everything kicked off she went down to the cellar and the amplifier that powered dd's Dee illusion had been destroyed <gasps> sabotage so someone's yeah we've got a traitor in our midst well, it does seem as though everyone who would have had access to it, because it was locked away in this cellar, and everyone who had access to it is with you. Dun, dun, dun! dun! Man, that's the shortest episode yet. I assume the spy guy that's with us, he's just like dancing along, real casual, like stuff <laughs> going the way he planned. He's like flicking a coin. Fingers are all icy. He's probably got a really creepy moustache that he's just twiddling <laughs> with and laughing. <laughs> My pretties. And he's claiming he's just the butler. Yeah. And he's got frost on his moustache. <laughs> just the tips. He didn't have a key to that room, but if anyone could have picked the lock, it would have been him. He's good at choosing door yeah. panels. So there's us, us four and then four others of which one is a spy. I don't know. One of us might be a spy. Okay. Well, I mean, there's eight of us in total, yes? There's eight of you okay. who would have had access. Of them all, Longtooth, you're probably the least likely, but you could have just turned into a worm and gone under the door. Yeah, exactly. A woodworm. Go through the door. I'm going to I'm gonna be very suspicious of myself. I'm going to question everything <laughs> I do as if, would, it, would a spy do this? 
Maybe my worm form is just got a mind of its own. My worm form's actually a traitor. That's why I don't turn into my worm form very often. Do the worm voice. Do the worm voice. I'll do the worm voice when the worm comes out. <laughs> Dick joke special. Oh, no, So when when someone uses the no, when someone it's... uses the line, you treacherous worm, <laughs> you'd be like, hey, it's the worm. <laughs> an important member of the cast. <laughs> Lol, worm jokes. <laughs> Man, our worm listeners are going to love that one. They're just like, hey, that's one for us. Guys, guys, it's raining. Come up here. It's finally happening. Oh. We waited two years for this. <laughs> the worm scene has arrived. The worm segment. Oh. Very good. Oh. <laughs> oh man, the wormologists are having a whale of a time, and now the whalers are getting involved. Well, to be fair, they're going to have their own episodes in a little while, so uh... yeah, let's not blow all the good whale gags yeah. just yet. What if you were a tapeworm? Oh, blow! That was a pun. Very good. Blowhole, blow. <laughs> that was a fluke. Oh, look, this is exactly what could have, this is going wrong now. I'm not going to edit these back into your whale-related episode when that happens. <laughs> All the tales we have yet to tell. <laughs> okay, we, we, we lost yeah. it. This is a flash-forward to the whale episode. <laughs> yeah. Which these characters aren't even in. So, with your scouting, after a careful five days' travel through the forest you find yourself hearing sound up ahead and in the darkness you see flickering points of light it's evening and you can hear the hubbub of a lot of people and the smell of wood smoke and cooking you realize that you've come to the main body of their army the baddies army which is camped along the north road wait the good or the bad army the bad army oh fuck um okay i'm or just recce by circling above high yeah. enough that they can't they, they can't hear me, you know. No, of course not. And also, you look mostly like a barn owl, especially in the twilight. Yeah, yeah, with the, the moonlight glinting off my four claws on either wing. <laughs> Your weird, horrifying wing claws. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a lot of people here, but they seem to be like different units. It looks like a relatively well-established camp, like they haven't moved for a little while. And there are certainly gaps between the camp. So like different units are camped in different areas, but in between them, you see the occasional light moving back and forth, but it, there are much quieter patches. Mm. Does it look like we can make our way through? You probably could make your way through. As a group of 15 people. If you can be <laughs> quiet and stealthy, or if you can find some other ruse. It's, oh, okay. Well, we've got Captain Illusion, so we'll, he'll just... 
make us all look like earthworms and we'll wriggle through. So I'm going <laughs> to circle around, get an idea of of the patrol patterns, if there are any, and the, the yeah. most likely gaps we could probably make it through. Okay, I'll make an cool. assessment. Yeah, so uh, why don't you give me a discern realities? Ooh, I've never done that before. What do I do? Roll plus whiz. Oh, good, because intelligence is my dump stat, remember? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's nailed it. Okay, you may ask me three questions from the list below. Okay. What happened here recently? Right. What is about to happen? Okay. What should I be on the lookout for? Yeah. What here is useful or valuable to me? Yeah. Who's really in control here? Okay. What here is not what it appears to be? I'm going to say what here is useful. You see two camps which are wide more widely spaced than the others and there seems to be a fairly broad dark avenue between them so that's probably the best way to get through like the darkest and Mm -hmm. most passable looking place okay what were the other options quickly sorry what should i be on the lookout for what's about to happen what's happened here recently who's really in control here what here is not in what it appears to be I'll do the last one just so we don't get caught out. What here is not what it appears to be. One of the camps, not one of the two that are on either side of this space, but the one beyond it, although it looks like an army unit camp, it's lit by this cold blue-white glow that seems to be coming from several tents. And you can sense that the spirits of the area are much more troubled about that part they they move away from it and they are afraid of it okay so there's there's some some kind of magic going on there and the last question will be what's about to happen i think rather than the other one you can see groups gathering and you can dive down lower and make out with your bat like owl hearing that they are planning to do the twilight patrol mm-hmm and from what you can tell, it sounds as though they do a perimeter patrol every few hours. So after the twilight one, there'll be a space before a midnight one. Okay, right. I've heard all I need to. So I'm going to give a an owlish screech, which the princess will instinctively know means either hold up or I'm coming back. Timmy, stick down the well. Um, so I'm going to fly back and land on her raised face pommel <laughs> on her raised forearm <laughs> and land with her. Oh, I need gloves for that. Yeah, you got metal. I can't really think I can only think like a parrot squawk as a bird's call. Just gonna hand you a dead mouse head in my pocket. Oh, I'm gonna nobble it down. Nobble it down. <laughs> um, now so okay, so I, I wanna have a bird voice. But I can, I can only talk like this for a bird. Hello, this is my bird Hello, I'm a mischievous bird. Yeah, I and think a barn owl would be more regal like, than that. I'm a regal owl. All right, dear, I'm a burner. Your <laughs> Highness, I have studied I'm the, the ground death. ahead. This is more like your natural voice. Yeah, you elf. Just do your elf voice. My natural voice is a lot. Hello. 
Imagine it's kind of scratching, screechy as I tell her about the Dawn Patrol, uh, the Twilight Patrol, and the the best route and the this, the trees that she'll need to mark out to get there because I've kind of tracked my way back yeah. for them. I'm not marking no trees. That's no, but I'm, I'm saying you know, look look for the large leafy oak, and then with a small scratch in the canopy, and <laughs> look for the the hazel with the dormice nests in it and things like that, you know, easy to spot things for an owl or a bear. You're obviously, you're all about the dormice. Yeah, I love the dormice. Okay, good. So, General, you have have this information. Captain Burnwell says, so what are we doing, General? So, um, long, oh, I wrong, long voice. Uh, Long (laughs) tooth. So you reckon there's a way through, is there? Yes! That's my bird voice. It's a little more evil than I intended. But if we're swift and quiet and we time it right, I think we'll make it through. Cow, cow! I've got parrot blood. <laughs> I didn't know you were a seagull. That's an amazing voice. I love it. I don't... <laughs> yes, Bambri, you've got to say I don't sound like a bar now. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> But I don't really know Look. how to do a bird noise without making it sound like a parrot. <laughs> it sounds more like another um, seagulls. Well, anyway. you know, I'm, I'm from mixed bloodline. I'm half bear, half barn owl. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm confused. What voice sounds half bear, half barn owl? That one. Don't worry, we can make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right, so we need to find some way of sneaking through that gap then, do we? Yes. How quiet can we make ourselves? Didi? Uh, yes. Any ideas? You want to make quiet? Aye. You, you want to make quiet or you want to make noisy somewhere else? I see where you're coming from. What kind of noisy from somewhere else do you reckon? Get them all over in that direction. We sneak through. Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, we, we could do that. We could do that. Is it? Oh, we so it's only um, long tooth that's actually seen the camp at the moment. Yes, you yeah, can. Right. You can just like hear. I've described it well. You can hear it in the distance. In a bird voice. But you haven't seen it. Yeah, well, we can either make. I don't know, we could make some explosions somewhere. We could. Uh, we could do um, big swirly smoke coming out of one of the tents and cries of "Oh no, it's gone wrong!" Oh right, your highness. Oh, and or you could like. Make them think there's like a circus in town and they'll all be like going over to the circus to have a look at the elephants, but there isn't really an elephant. Yeah, I I, I could go juggle for them. (laughs) Could we not make ourselves quieter or smaller? You can make yourself quieter or smaller. Yes, yes, your highness, sorry. A thousand apologies. I can make you think that you're quieter or smaller. Is that it? I'm not sure that's going to help. What if you made us look like trees? Do you think it... How about we tell everyone we're drug dealers? Do you think we would look less... <laughs> you think we would look less conspicuous if I make us look like trees when we walk if, through? If we stop when we see them and wave our hands like branches in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> banana plants, yeah, no. they walk. We uh, can um... pretend to be banana plants. It'll be much more appealing. We could try that. I'm going to start bringing up a, an owl pellet. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Burnwell says, there, there aren't many banana trees in this southern forest. Are you sure that's the best plant to disguise ourselves as? Aye. Well, the nice thing is, is there's not many of them. 
then we won't like seem like it's too many. You know, if there was like twenty and we'd made like twenty four, but oh hang on, then we are there of us like thirty one. There's more of us than that. However many. They'd be like, This is way too many banana plants. So like if there was another eighteen banana plants, they'd be like, This is a shitload of banana plants. Whereas if there's only like eighteen, they'd be like, That's a normal number of banana plants. I think we should do a distraction. <laughs> Maybe with banana plants. Just make loads of banana plants <laughs> grow and they'll all be like, those aren't supposed to be in this climate. And then like the whole army will be like, I love a banana. Oh, I've told her about the magic tent as well. The magic tent. I like it. It'd be good if your illusionist could make anything disappear at will. That'd be amazing. Well, I can I can only have one illusion active at a time. So Oh, uh, that's true. Um, you seem to be asking me to have about 25 illusions active. <laughs> I, no, I, I can have two illusions active at a time. But uh... What if we made it sound like the distraction explosion or like the circuses and elephants and banana plants were all happening in that magic tent? Because like, they're probably already a bit suspicious of it. Yeah, so that, like, that's what I'm thinking. Man, yeah. Something's going on in the magic tent. Yeah, we can make like lots of smoke come up below out of the front of it. What I could do if I snuck up, if they have a commander, I can make him disappear and then uh, <laughs> something shout out, oh no, the commander's been disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the commander's been disappeared. I got it. Like that, only like loud and not in your accent. In my <laughs> accent, it's a lot more... Oh no, the commander's been disappeared! Don't think I'm an just like a barn owl. <laughs> say, I'm looking around to see where the rival barn owl is. <laughs> I'm like, I was going for snowy owl, but I'm a bit too northern for that. <laughs> I think snowy owl's a bit posher, isn't it? Is it, uh, it, it the the whole camp? It's all uh, all laid out and tents and yeah. fixed tiers. I could just make the sound of thunder, and maybe they'll go in the tents. So thinking it's going to rain. That that's probably a better idea, but not at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, currently there's a nice big open corridor that we can schmooch our way through. I don't know why we would necessarily want to alert them to more of our presence. I think to myself, we got presents. If we can hold still until morning, then I can conjure fog. It's it's night time. Why would we not just use that as our cover? Okay. Let's do that then. You can have fog at night and all. Yeah, just do fog. I, I know, but it, it normally comes in the morning. Uh, yes, but okay. Yeah, we can fog it. Let's fog it up. Okay, great. So you're going to make a fog and mm-hmm. sneak through. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Longtooth has established that a patrol's going to go through. So I think that gives you time to prepare to uh, make your journey as safely as you possibly can, given that you're trying to sneak past an army under the cover of illusory fog. <laughs> we imagine we're banana plants, we'll be quieter. So, describe what happens as you begin to make your way through. The fog descends. So we, yeah, we, we head to the, the side uh, of the clearing. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of slowly sort of bring the illusion up to boil. So, um, a light mist sort of gathers uh, over the the bits that are a little bit further away from the, the two camps. And gradually that sort of starts to become a little bit more sort of dense um, in a fairly sort of slow burning sort of way so that people don't immediately go, boom, fog. <laughs> Woo, where did that um, come from? And we'll raise that up in a sort of, in a corridor sort of leading between the... Um, lead, 
between the the two outcrops of um of, of forestry um with it sort of tailing off into a mist as it gets into the camp and um and obviously burning off around the any fires that they've got going nice okay so uh you start to fill the forest with fog let's see a roll on that so is this smoke and mirrors yeah yeah let's uh it's it's pretty close to literally smoke so <laughs> yep we should use long tooth to do a bit of uh you know reconnaissance work uh oh! <laughs> oh no! Or um, I may, if it's possible to, because I can, I can conjure two illusions at once. So I might try and just layer it with a second layer of fog. Well, you can. Uh, Granted, the first one is gonna fail, but what happens is <laughs> that as you build up your fog and it reaches through, it starts to feel like it's almost being pulled away from you. And you see great strands of fog going, tearing through the camp and they vanish towards this whitish glow in the next camp over. And it's almost like the power is being pulled away from you. What do you do? Is it, is it, is it something that I can feel or is the fog just visibly swirling towards this? The thing? fog is visibly swirling that way and you can feel like a pull on it. Like, like if you're holding one end of a bit of elastic and someone started stretching the other end, you can kind of, you just get a sense of that within the kind of background magic of the area. What do you do? Okay, um, as it's sort of going, then I will attempt to um, just influence it slightly so it piles towards this sort of big light area and uh, kind of as we were saying before i will make it sort of swirl start to swirl around a little central point um and work its way up into uh, a little tornado type thing nice and then i will use my second illusion yep to make a la- uh, a very loud sound of something that just sounds like a guttural demonic roar coming from the center of it <laughs> sweet okay let's see that second illusion almost that goes a little bit better a little bit better a little so bit i think on a seven to nine it's imperfect it only affects one sense Sight. <laughs> yeah okay so you hear this loud guttural roar coming from this pillar of mist you the rest of you see all this fog go whipping away and then turn into a big whirlwind and then you hear a car of this big and then it's like like the sound has somehow got caught on repeat and is just playing this little short loop and you can hear some shouts coming up from the camp what do you do crunch time we need to Wait, wait, wait. Um, can we wait a moment to see who responds to to that, if anyone? The effect you're getting is, seems like lots of people are running out of tents in the camp that the mist passed through. And there seem to be people coming out beyond that as well. But it's harder to make out because there's kind of fog between you and them. So it definitely does seem to have woken people up. But it seems to mostly be in that one camp that's just to the north of you right now. But they're okay. making a bit of noise about it. Is that the one that we were trying, one of the ones we were trying to sneak past? Yeah, that's the one they were trying to sneak past. And the one that it was pulled towards was the one where the uncanny glow was coming from. Right, so there should be another area where it's, where the noise should be able to cover for us, but we can still get through. Longtooth, what else could we have got through? Um, there were a couple of options. And there were a couple of options! <laughs> <laughs> Let me take to the air. I will screech once for follow this 
screech and twice for go away from this screech. <laughs> Brilliant. Five times. <laughs> 16 screeches will mean. So while you're in this barn owl form, a, the uh, signal screech is one of your moves. Oh, so dear. when you use it, oh, okay. you'll use one hold. After three times, you'll turn back into a bear. Yeah. Um, with my healing buff yeah. regen thing, I, I haven't, it's not <laughs> fight per fight. I, I've still got that, haven't I? Yeah, yeah you're going to hang yeah, on to that. Per session, basically. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're, like, hovering over the camp, right, and you're an owl, and then you turn into a bear, that is going to make a distraction. Fucking hell, it's a bear! It's running bears! I will I will try to time it like that. <laughs> oh, yes, I should still be slightly <laughs> Russian, depending on each voice I have. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking out loud. Caca! <laughs> Uh, all right, Longtooth, so what are you going to do? I'll take to the air, beat my wings silently, and everyone's just like, wow, that's one quiet bird, considering he's got bear claws on the end of his wings. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> quiet. Um, as as you fly, you can see people charging around in the camp to the north, and there's quite a bit of shouting, and they seem to be going, they seem to be actually making their way up to the next camp up from there, the glowing one. Uh, so that camp seems to be half empty right now. So if I do my single kakar in the direction I need them to go, yeah, so, so I'm going to circle towards that direction and screech! Yep. Okay, you, you hear a single screech from the east. What do you do? We follow the screech. Okay, so you start charging through the darkness towards the sound of this screech. As quietly as we can. After a little while, you hear... As quiet as banana trees. Some calls coming from the south of you. Uh, it sounds like a group of people are coming up from the next camp down to see what's happening in the mist-filled camp. I'm going to um, drop the little demonic guttural thing that's going on yep. the loop um, and just sort of take a second to take in just the, the kind of sort of accents and sounds that uh, are coming from there and attempt to mimic them over the top of our group. Okay, cool. So that we sound like friendlies. Okay, I like it. Give me a roll on that. Haven't been massively oh, successful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just do a racist version of their accent. You're the new Tristan. <laughs> I am the new Tristan. Now you know offended. how unbelievably annoying it is. Hey, what's wrong with you guys? Are they dwarves? They're everybody. <laughs> Don't look over here now. It's dwarves. It almost seems like the uh, illusionist is deliberately make drawing attention to you now <laughs> uh, how do you feel about that it's not great but i mean he's really funny that's the thing that's why we bring him with us you can't complain when you bring an entertainer with you and he's entertaining even in the middle of potential battle uh, she's got the point she's got a good point don't kill me please don't hurt me you can hear marching feet like a group of people coming up from the south can we dive into a tent like all 18 of us like really subtle lack. You're actually between camps, so you're mostly in dark forest, but it sounds like they're just charging up the road, so they may not see you, but they might hear you because you're doing a racist version of their accent. <laughs> <laughs> I say we keep more walking towards the rest of the forest, to the side of the camp, see how far we can get. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Are you walking? Are you running? Are you trying to stay quiet? Trying to stay quiet. Okay, so staying light on your feet. Moving as fast as we can, but as quiet as we can, like banana trees. Okay, so why don't you lead with dexterity and we'll have someone else. Let's say DeCaro, you can do an aid on this if you want to, which would be plus bond. How do I roll that? Uh, It's just 2d6 plus your bond with the princess, which is probably plus one. The general, she was dear to me. I fought alongside her uncle before she was born. I wasn't there the day he fell, but I was told he'd fought like a giant. Part of me wishes I'd been there to see it. Most of me was glad I hadn't. They say don't meet your heroes. I say don't watch them die. Nice. Okay, so the princess takes point, charges you through. At one point, there's a bunch of dry wood on the floor, and as she's about to step in, the carriage just steps across and redirects her. And so you manage to make your way quietly across the road and into the forest on the other side. Does the hubbub of voices follow you, or do you leave it behind, Dee? I'll leave it behind, I think. It... Presumably, it'll be pretty obvious that it's not quite gone to plan. Yeah, I, I think it's quite obvious to everyone with you it's not gone to plan. Yeah. But again, the sound behind you is a bit like a weird distraction. Hmm. And so you pull yourselves across the road and just sprint off into the woods on the other side. Hmm.